Now let's talk about uh, another issue that is, you know, uh, uh, relevant to all communities. And recently, the North Vancouver RCMP posted news of two new drivers caught speeding at, get this, 180 kilometers per hour. There were some who asked, should government force car manufacturers to reduce the maximum speed uh, when it comes to cars? Well, joining me to discuss the issue is Kyla Lee. She's a criminal lawyer at Acumen Law uh, with expertise in DUIs and immediate roadside prohibitions. Kyla, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Lots to talk about here. Uh, Broadly speaking, are you supportive of something like this? I am supportive of something like this. I think it's an easy uh, way for government to limit people's speeds and make the roads and highways safer, but doesn't result in hitting people in their pocketbooks and, you know, uh, increasing the penalties associated with traffic tickets, Mm -hmm. which can have a disproportionate effect on low-income people, single mothers, and people who work uh, and drive for a living. Uh, I was just driving um, near the tunnel uh, this morning. I saw a couple of police officers there um, uh, just just trying to catch a few folks coming along Highway 99 uh, this morning, and uh, people do speed through there, of course. Um, the present system where we have traffic uh, patrols, you have, uh, you know, cameras in some cases, the police officers out, you know, uh, giving people tickets. Does it work at all right now in any way in regards to dissuading people from not speeding? I mean, there's always the idea in the back of a person's mind that uh, they're going to get a ticket. But ultimately, we don't have enough officers actually on the side of the road, standing there conducting visible and consistent enforcement to send the message home to drivers that if you speed, you will get caught and you will get a ticket. Mm -hmm. And so because people don't have the perception they're going to get caught, they speed anyway because they think that they can get away with it. Why do you think we're still having this conversation? This wasn't done a long time ago. Well, it's been a lot easier in recent years to put this technology in vehicles, especially with newer electric cars. This can even be done in in Teslas, for example, by just changing the software, um, making a slight tweak to the software and the programming of the car. So it becomes a lot easier now to force car manufacturers to do it. It would cost them pennies to implement this. It's also easier now because we're uh, also in British Columbia have passed legislation that puts speed limiting in uh, commercial vehicles. Um, The big rig trucks are Mm -hmm. required to have speed limiters for any truck manufactured uh, after a certain date. And so that also, you know, makes the conversation easier. We've already started with the sort of the low hanging fruit and it becomes easier to sell it to the public as a safety measure. Mm -hmm. Is there a European Union um, probably leading the world on this? I was reading a little bit on that today. They have what they, I guess they're relying on intelligent speed assistance technology uh, and my understanding it is it's going to be mandatory on all new cars sold uh, by 2024, and they're expected to reduce speed by 30%, traffic deaths by 20%. Do you know how that technology works? Uh, I believe that technology is connected to GPS. So the uh, vehicle won't be permitted to go above a certain speed, which will be determined on where the vehicle is. And this answers the concerns that a lot of people have related to, you know, oh, I like to drive my vehicle recreationally on a track and drive it really fast. Um, Japan does this, where they allow uh, for people who are GPS located at a track to have that speed limiting technology disabled temporarily while they are in a location where it is safe and appropriate to drive whatever speed you want. Hmm. Uh, and so in this case, if, if you're, let's say, on a highway and there's a speed limit, so would there be a beeping in your car to remind you that you're, you're driving at an excessive level? Or is this a case of the technology actually being able to override the driver and to reduce the speed? 
the idea is that the technology would override the driver. So it wouldn't allow the driver to actually get to that speed in the first place. And if you were going from an area where you were allowed to drive at a higher speed and into an area where the speed limit lowers, the vehicle would naturally reduce its speed. I mean, again, we see this, you know, similar technology um, with cruise control where your vehicle will, you know, add gas or, or take off the gas, as the case may be, um, to maintain a particular speed based on whether you're going uphill or downhill or, or um, on a flat surface. I'm curious, would there be any uh, challenge to one's freedom rights to say, look, uh, I'm, a, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, I may speed a little bit. I'll decide whether I want to be speeding or not speeding. It's not up to government to override my freedom uh, or use technology to override my freedom. Could there be any sort of constitutional challenge to that? I'm very curious. I mean, I'm sure somebody would bring a constitutional <laughs> challenge, but I, I don't uh, foresee a likelihood of possibility. The courts have consistently recognized that driving is a privilege and not a right. It is subject to extensive regulation, mm-hmm. and this would just be another part of the permitted scope of government regulation into the activity of driving. Hmm. So let's go a little further with this and, and talk about distracted driving. Yes, there's, uh, I think there's a campaign on. One of the police departments here in the Lower Mainland was were promoting uh, you know, distracted driving. They're going to be out looking and and ticketing people, which it doesn't take, you don't have to go very far to see people are distracted, even at red lights when it comes to cell phones. Uh, If you take that technology in regards to speeding, one would assume you would have enough technology today or very soon it would be produced in a mass way where a vehicle um, perhaps would slow down or just wouldn't let you allow you to use your cell phone because of uh, the fact that you're driving or you're in a motor vehicle. I think that that would be a lot more difficult because using your cell phone while you're driving in a motor vehicle may be permissible. For example, if you're the passenger, you're allowed to use it. If you're making a call to an emergency service, um, then you're permitted to use your phone. Um, And the vehicle shouldn't sort of monitor your calls to determine whether or not that call is appropriate. Um, Similarly, uh, there are other situations in which, you know, um, something might be perceived as a vehicle to be using a phone when it's not. And we're allowed to use our phones in a hands-free capacity so long as we don't have an end license. Mm -hmm. So I don't see that technology being likely and I don't see it also being very popular given the way that we're so connected to our devices. So you fundamentally don't think technology is a solution to deal with the issue of distracted driving that still comes down to, to, to personal behavior and personal responsibility? Yes, because we have so many exceptions to the distracted driving rule, I just don't think it would be feasible to do it in a way that made sense and corresponded with the law, at least as it's currently drafted. So when do you think, uh, and and I'm not going to hold you to this because it's almost impossible to predict, (laughs) but I'm curious, when do you think we'll see something like that here in British Columbia? If the EU is heading in that direction with intelligent speed assistance, I think with new vehicles in 2024, uh, could we see something like that by the end of the decade here in British Columbia? So I think it's very likely that we would see this on passenger vehicles, um, even as as legislation introduced at least as early as 2025. Mm -hmm. I think it is something that the government is considering and is eyeing, and they're going to watch how it plays out, obviously, in the European Union before they take any action. But I I would anticipate that this is coming a lot sooner than a lot of us think. Yeah, I think think you're absolutely right with technology today. Kyla, thank you so much for your time. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too.